Alright, hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Osim Bunker Podcast. It is I, Osim Technical, and I am alone this week. All by myself. Um, It's nothing serious, everyone has just had scheduling conflicts over the weekend, and I am the one who didn't necessarily draw the short straw, but decided to uh, just move ahead and record on my own. So, you're all gonna have to uh, listen to me alone as I record this episode, so I'm just going to keep it probably short and sweet this week. Um, there have been some some major events and updates. I, I particularly want to talk about Ukraine, and, and I think because John isn't here, I'll, I'll sort of have time to like actually process my own thoughts, which is nice, and I'll be able to talk about it. I, I know he's listening to this right now as as he, he sort of reviews over it, and he's probably cringing to himself as, as I sort of have free reign to uh, talk about what I want to. But I, I just wanted to, to dive into sort of what's been happening over the past few months, and I'm eventually going to build up to the, the current happenings and, and current Russian offensive in the Evdivka area. And, and sort of go over what's happening there. But I, I just wanted to start out by um, going over a, a statement recently by the uh, U.S. Embassy in Kiev. And I, I think it's really good because it, 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 it sort of encapsulates one of the major elements of this uh, winter's events. And that is the fact that it, it's the end of winter right now, or, or we're really getting into the end of winter, and Ukraine has electricity. The... Russian campaign to deprive Ukraine of their energy infrastructure, if they were planning it this year, has completely failed. Um, last year, the Ukrainian uh, 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 electrical grid almost completely melted down um, under sustained Ukraine under uh, sustained Russian attacks, and and not only that, but but people were were running off of car batteries and generators, and no one had power, no one had heating. Uh, the the grid had had effectively just just ceased to to really exist as as Russia just targeted numerous substations they were they were throwing shaheds and and uh, cruise missiles at at Russian power ge- or in, at Ukrainian power generation capabilities and it it, it got really really bad um, especially towards uh, uh, the the beginning of spring. And this year we haven't seen that. Uh, Ukrainian power generation capabilities have been more or less online. There have been very few outages, maybe just a couple that have coincided with Russian attacks this year, um, and and only really blocked power generation capabilities for for a very limited amount of time. Um, and so as as we see things sort of lead into sort of spring and summer, as as weather gets warmer and and generally power generation requirements sort of descend a bit. Um, I, I think we can say that, that Ukraine sort of made it out into the woods on that part. Um, less covered uh, has been more Black Sea activity. We're, we're seeing a, a continued Ukrainian supply chain and, and continued Ukrainian um, uh, 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 capabilities to secure the, the export of grain and other goods through the Black Sea corridor. Um, the, the Russians have, have fairly clearly sort of lost that ability to control the area um, as, as Ukrainian forces, uh, whether it be through USVs or, or anti-ship missiles, um, continue to, to possess that capability to both attack, Ru- attack Russian ships. We saw another Russian uh, Rapucha class um, sunk by Ukrainian USVs. Um, 
uh, off the coast coast of Crimea, uh, as it effectively appears, if if a Russian ship is is operating alone in the area, um, they're very vulnerable to Ukrainian USV attack, which is almost certainly limiting the Russians' capability to actually put together um, any sort of campaign in the Northwest Black Sea region, which just gives the Ukrainians um, some some reprieve on that end. Um, and then, of course, I, I think as everyone has been focusing on over the past few days, um, the the recent Russian push into the, the western area of Avdivka, um, right now it seems that Ukrainian forces are trying to either hold or reestablish a line west of the city. Um, we've seen fairly heavy fighting. Um, based on reports from primarily Ukrainian sources, which obviously never trust 100%, um, it, it does seem like they, or the main restriction they have is their, their lack of hardened actual built up defenses. Um, right now they're, they're currently, uh, uh, fighting in Eastern suburbs of Orlivka, which is a, a, a town, um, sort of West down the road of the Avdivka coal plant. Um, one of the issues that Ukrainian bloggers were talking about, and these were, these were relatively well-placed bloggers, um, was the fact that that Russian infantry have been able to sort of sneak past what are what are arguably loose Ukrainian defenses um, into Orlivka, and then Ukrainian forces continually have to sort of mop it up. Um, right now, the the 25th Airborne Brigade, the Ukrainian 25th Airborne Brigade, has been newly deployed to the area, um, and they've been involved in some heavy fighting in Orlivka. Um, I mean, what we're seeing, at least. Through video evidence, both from uh, or Olivka and a bit north of it in Brdyki, um, has been basically Ukrainian forces are able to put some amount of fire down onto any onto any Russian sort of mechanized attack, um, whether it be up in Brdyki where we where we saw um, the the sort of a number of BTR-80s destroyed um, by Ukrainian FPV munitions or, or down Norlivka where, where we saw sort of that, that those Russian BMPs moving towards the town, um, get engaged pretty heavily by Ukrainian armor. Um, I, I think we're seeing a, a degree where Ukrainian forces are, are sort of able to counter the, the larger Russian assets that are more obvious where they're, where they're able to put long range fires on them. Um, but at the same time, when dealing with Russian infantry moving on foot, um, they're able to slip past what are arguably uh, weaker Ukrainian defenses on the ground. Um, right now, and I, I sort of looking at a map, um, there there is sort of a natural defensive line um, created by this chain of lakes and and a, a small river um, that that sort of runs through the area. That to the west of it, the Ukrainians would possess high ground um, and and sort of limited Russian avenues for advance. Um, I think it's likely that Ukrainian forces withdraw past that and sort of try to hold the line at the river um, because what, what, they, what they're trying to do is sort of reestablish um, firm defensive positions that don't allow Russian infantry to move through. Um, it would have to be bounded on the northern end by sort of a, a weaker defensive area, um, but the 47th mechanized has proven to be fairly effective in, in sort of holding that... Um, area up by up by Berdiki. So that's that's probably what we'll see happen. Um over the past few days the, the Russians did make a fairly rapid advance west out of Evdivka. 
Um, but but I would I would expect the Ukrainians to to at least try to hold um, that line. Um, it does give the the Russians some space uh, uh, to the west of Odin to to sort of push across open fields. Um, at the same time, though, Ukrainian forces have proven to counter sort of those mechanized assaults well it's it's really the the problem is going to be where the russians try to push forward infantry um especially dismounted infantry into into what are what are arguably very weak ukrainian positions um that's that's probably what we'll continue to see over over the next few weeks it, it really does depend on whether or not um ukrainian forces are able to hold that line um and on, on that subject, one of the, one of the main issues has been the the lack of artillery shells. Um, the 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 lack of Ukrainian shelling is fairly evident um, in the in the videos they've been releasing. Um, the 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 quantity of Ukrainian shelling has been uh, remarkably low, and that that almost certainly comes from from the lack of foreign supplied shells. Um, Ukrainian bloggers have talked about that. Ukrainian soldiers have talked about that. Ukrainian leadership has talked about that. It's been a huge issue. Um, the Czech Republic is currently leading an effort to try to counter that um, by supplying the Ukrainian government with at least a, a fair number of shells. I mean, something like 200,000 or more um, as soon as possible. Um, and various uh, European governments are, are supporting that. I, I believe um, at this point the Dutch government, um, the Netherlands... Um, uh, 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 and I, I believe Canada, the UK, and and some other governments have all signed on. Um, and and sorry, I just I just talked about this yesterday on my Twitter account, so so I'll 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 just scroll back there to look. But it's yeah, it's Belgium, the United Kingdom, Netherlands, Denmark, uh, Canada, and Sweden have all signed on to the Czech-led effort. Um, I know that Belgium and the Netherlands have each donated two hundred million euros to that effort. Um, so that's, that's a fair number of shells that, that each of them are supplying and, and should, if the, the Czech government is able to sort of rush order those and, and get them transported as quick as possible, I assume that we'll, we'll probably start to see them hit the battlefield this month. That, that being March. Um, I know, I know we're recording this right at the end of February here. Um, I think moving into the near future, we'll, we'll probably, sort of see that the u.s is currently debating um some some other political methods um to procure weapons and armament for ukraine um that that sort of go around a traditional procurement whether that be uh using seized russian funds or or digging into a bit of additional usai money that that may perhaps be available a, a bit other four billion dollars of that um we're also seeing uh, some some congressional movement. Um, a, a discharge petition um, was was just uh, got or or was just declared. Well, sorry, I, I why am I forgetting the specific term for? It's not the discharge petition getting passed or invoked, but it's 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 been started. Um, so that that will probably see continue to move into the near future, and and Congress may deal with that though. They are scheduled to go on recess, so that that may take a bit longer, um, and we may may see some executive action in the meantime in the U.S. as long or as well as European support. Um, and then on on that side of things, we we also saw a lot of sort of posturing this week, um, especially from France on potential 
physical on-the-ground deployment, whether that be direct support of Ukraine or or even increased support in Eastern Europe. Um, the French have increased the size of their um, battle group in Romania. Um, they're they're adding about fifty Leclerc tanks um, to to that to that there. It's a NATO battle group that's currently French-led, um, but they're they're increasing their deployment there. Um, additionally, they they sort of spoke about potential deployments into Ukraine um, to support the Ukrainian government in a non-combat role, um, though that that is most likely just just political maneuvering at this point i i doubt we see anything sort of significant related to that um i i i don't believe that 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 has any sort of uh any sort of future at least in the near future especially as as russia continues to posture sort of with their nuclear threats um on that side of things, we also saw, very interestingly, um, some leaked Russian war plans uh, for their eastern military district, which is responsible for sort of the Russian Pacific um, area and especially their border with China. Um, and it, it, it really showed a couple of things. I mean, one, it showed that, that Russia's um, a, a baseline for utilizing tactical nuclear weapons in a pure fight is, is a bit lower than we thought it was, probably. Um, in that they're more willing to conduct strikes if um, things really start to go south for them tactically, which which in a war with with China would would probably happen pretty quickly. Um, the Russian Navy also appears to be very involved in that tactical employment of nuclear weapons, um, and so they they seem to uh, to war game that out fairly heavily. Um, and, and, and shows sort of how they're still concerned about, you know, potential Chinese issues. I, I think that the Russian-China relationship has maybe been a bit overstated over the past uh, year or two. In that, you know, sure, China is willing to give Russia or, or fund Russia and supply them with UTVs, basically. Maybe some technology, but it's mostly sold to them. And, and it's mostly, I'm not going to say China is profiteering off the war. Um but there's there's certainly a level to which China is both selling to Russia and Ukraine. Um, I mean, providing tacit diplomatic support to to a degree, but but nothing too serious. Unlike North Korea, which is directly supplying arms, artillery, um, uh, uh, long range ballistic missiles, and and sort of assets that Russia is using to directly attack Ukraine. Whereas Chinese aid has been far more moot and 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 much more um transactional in nature um where where we we just see sort of sales going on to both ukraine and and russia um moving on to the middle east um uh efforts uh, or or recent efforts to attempt to put together a ceasefire have been more or less ineffective um there was some hope that a six-week ceasefire could be agreed to this weekend, um, and that that fell apart pretty quickly. Um, there was a, an incident today, um, and I that's that's probably underselling what happened. Um, but but uh, uh, Israeli vehicles tried to enter the Gaza Strip with aid or with food supplies, and they were swarmed by what are objectively starving Palestinians. 
um, and there was a, a stampede um, reportedly shots fired from from the Palestinian side, but that's un, unclear what actually happened there. Um, but but the Israeli government did did admit that they they fired at um, at Palestinians who were in the in the area and 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 trying to get food from the trucks. Um, it's unsure exactly what had happened. The the Israelis released a very short clip. Um, or, or a very short series of clips uh, uh, from a drone in the area um, that that showed uh, a, a crowd of Palestinians attempting to to get um, uh, the 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 material that the trucks were carrying, um, mostly food, um, and and there was fairly obviously a stampede for it. Um, that that was that 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 was a um, a, a fairly horrifying event in in total. Um, and then in the Red Sea, um, we saw an increase in, uh, in, in Houthi missile attacks and, 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 um, uh, drone attacks. The, uh, the Germans have, have gotten involved, um, very quickly attempted to shoot down a, a, a U.S. uh, Reaper over the Red Sea, um, though that appears to have been a, uh, just an identity mix-up, um, in, in the area. But, but obviously that, that reveals some of the issues of, um, of non, non prosperity guardian affiliated, um, efforts to, uh, counter Houthi drones in the area, just because there's, it's, it's relying off a different command. There's, you know, no, no coordination of resources, which will, will result in, in misidentifications like that. Um, the, the Germans did successfully shoot down, um, a, a drone engaging it with their uh, RIM-116, which is a, a very short-range um, uh, defensive missile system. Almost, uh, it, it's effectively Sea Whiz, but with a missile. Um, and so we, we saw them uh, make that interception. We, we did also see a, a successful Houthi attack um, against a bolt carrier that is currently in the process of sinking. It's it, it's most likely going to sink. There are active salvage efforts, but the, the ship is... Uh, taken on a, a very large amount of water and I, I I really do not expect it to uh um to 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 actually uh, be be a salvaged vessel um it's it's in a fairly bad state right now um I think that's that's most of the stuff that we covered for this for this week I I know I've I I would I would normally ask everyone else to uh chip in with their uh, observations about what happened this week but i've been left alone and that's that's basically my coverage for uh for this week's osmond bunker podcast thank you everyone for listening i know just just listening to me alone might be a bit hard but i uh thank everyone for listening and we will be back in two weeks time <laughs>